Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. to see you. Good morning, man. Let's do this. Uh, if you're first time in-house or online this morning, we always want to say welcome to Faith Renewed and let you know we're glad you're here. And as a faith family, let you know that. So family, let our first time guests know you love them this morning. Come on, let them know it. Praise God. We just hope you'll find a home here. Be plugged into what God is doing in this house. If you're online, don't forget, comment below. Let us know where you're worshiping at. Like it. Thumbs up. Share it and all that kind of cool stuff, man. But uh, before we jump into the Word this morning, I just want to just uh, welcome a couple of uh, uh, couples, actually, who are in-house with us today for the first time as husband and wife. And so uh, if you guys would, Danielle and James Jones, would y'all stand up real quick as husband and wife for the first time in our faith family? Yeah! God bless you guys. You can be seated. Amen. And also for the first time as husband and wife, Adam and Kelly Rogers. Would y'all stand up? Let them know. <clears throat> yeah. Y'all pray. Y'all pray for Kelly. All right? Y'all do that. Pray for Kelly if you would. Amen. I used to say pray for me, but now I pray for Kelly. Amen. I love it. This is fun getting old. Amen. But it's good to have you today. I'm just glad you're here. And again, congratulations to all of our graduates, all of our last week, our high school graduates. An incredible day honoring them. Pastor Bill bringing an incredible message. Don't, if again, don't, don't forget to listen to that. If you were not here and you missed that, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But uh, we're going to jump back into the Word today. Anybody bring a Bible? As you can see, we take that very serious here. We give them to them when they get dedicated. We give them a Bible, and we give them a Bible as they, again, graduate K-5, and we encourage them to dig deep into that word. But if you got yours, do this today. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. A lot of Bible today, as always, but uh, a lot of Bible today, and um if you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can do this right now. You can click on that app itself, click on More Than Events, and you'll be able to follow along with me. I always encourage you to save it because it will disappear. So Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, when you got it, say, I got it. It reads like this. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Somebody say Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. and fire. I love this, man. Let's pray. Let's talk to Father. God, thank you today for just being with us in this room. Thank you, Lord, for being right now in the home and the, in the place of work, the road, wherever it may be. God, by your spirit, Lord, with every person who's tuned in right now. Because, Lord, we've asked you to come. Lord, we've worshiped and we've gathered in your name. So we thank you for the promise that comes, Lord, that you're in our midst. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your word as we open it, as we draw from it. Speak clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. little story. It was... A long time ago, 39 years ago, um, 
I was 12 years of age, and it was this, the year of 1982. Come on, we're going to go there, son. The greatest still generation of all time, the greatest decade ever to, to go across time since the A.D. and the B.C., all those things is, is the 80s. But uh, in 1982, 39 years ago, uh, a little skinny middle school boy, young man, I should say, a little skinny uh, young man at the age of 12, was in church one day, and as I was in church that day, I heard a message on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I began to hear about how incredible the Holy Spirit is and how much he wants to do in my life. And so I was like, I want to sign up for that. I was like, man, you know, I didn't like, I didn't want to wait till I was like old and say, you know, I I need that Holy Spirit. I was like, at 12, I realized that. And so I I love it. It was one of those moments for me that I I believe radically changed my life. Um, It set me, I believe, on a course because what I did that day, I got up out of my, my pew, not a chair. We had pews in my church. And so I got up from the pew and I heard the message on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, I, and I, as I began to even walk to the front of the church, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I uh, didn't have to wait till I got down there. Nobody had to put a hand on me. And I didn't have to just shake or do anything for a long amount of time. Nothing wrong with those things. But for me, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire at that day. And so I was never the same. Something changed. It was, it was three years prior to that event that I was sitting at home on the couch with my dad. He was sitting in the recliner. I will never forget it. And I heard the gospel message shared in a new way for me. It came alive to me that day. And so at the age of nine, three years prior for me, I got down on that cat beside the couch that day, and I said yes to Jesus. And so it was amazing. Again, radically changed by the presence of God. But I, I believe something happened in 1982 at the age of 12. Two things that I believe is what set my, core, my life on a core that shifted things for me, and I was never the same, and it's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. That same year, in the year of 1982, we had a, had a reading campaign at our church called Read the Bible Through in 82. And so I, as a young man, who again, saved three years earlier, I wanted to learn about this Jesus that I had accepted and had said yes to. And so at the age of 12, I began to read the Bible, and I read it through for the first time at 12 years of age. And that was partnered with something, being baptized in the Holy Spirit that shifted something in my heart and it changed me and it radically did something for me. And I I just love it It, because it's my story. And I love this. I didn't know this wasn't planned, but we had to come up and just share parts of their story, their testimony. And so what you need to do is you need to realize the importance and the power that's in your story. Amen. And whether your story was, man, I was the drug dealer and I did all of these bad things, or I never did drugs in my life, which was my situation. I was going to the same hell as the person who had did all of these bad things because without Jesus, come on, it doesn't matter how good you've been or how bad you've been, you need Jesus and we're lost without him. Amen. We're lost without him. 
And so that was my story. So I encourage us never be ashamed to tell your story. Whether, again, you're the 12-year-old or whether you're the 50-year-old or the 70-year-old, or we're going to hear about in a moment a 78-year-old because, listen, his, his spirit coming into our life will radically change everything about us. And so I love this. And so the, I, I just want today, I want, I want to take some time and I want to talk to you in this series that we're in called Why and talk about why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important. Now, I, I did this two weeks ago. We set the course and, 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 and shared some things about, again, on Pentecost Sunday about why the Holy Spirit, just as a whole. We talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. We learned, again, some important things that happened on that Pentecost Sunday. And in Acts chapter 2, we saw, again, where the Holy Spirit came in and he dwelled with us. And it was a beautiful time. We, we learned that the Holy Spirit, the three G's of the Holy Ghost, is that, man, he's God. He's not an it, not a force. He is God. So when we say the Holy Spirit, we're talking about him, amen? The God of all gods, the king of all kings, that's the God we're speaking of. We also learned that he's good, amen, he's good. And, and the enemy would love to kind of like even get in your head and when we start talking about some of the things we're talking about and maybe things that people have spoken things into you like, man, that, that whole baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's kind of like not for real, it's not for now, it's not for today. Listen, this is a good thing because God is a good God and he gives good gifts. And I love this. We also learned that he is also... He is not only good, he is a gift. And so this gift for us is something that we, we not earn or we work for, but something that we receive. And again, I, I believe this, many focus on the gifts, and we're going to talk about the gifts in this series, but I want to focus on the gift again today about how good he is, amen, how good the Holy Spirit is. And also we learn this, the three C's of the Holy Spirit. He's counselor. He's companion. And he's comforter. He's what you need. He's who you need today. And so today I want to talk about this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, we, we believe this. We believe that as you're saved, when you're saved, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in your life. You can't be saved apart from the Holy Spirit. And so again, we believe again, there's, there's no salvation apart from him. And so again, this is what happens. But we also believe this. There's a second work of the Holy Spirit according to what Scripture says. And there's a whole lot of Bible on this. And, uh, but I just want to look today and want to focus in on something. I want to focus in on what we teach as a church, what our beliefs are about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when we say that, what does that mean? So first of all, this is it. This is our, our mission statement, our statement of belief in regards to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can find it online, on our website, on what we believe. You can learn about it when you come to Faith Track and get connected. Come on <clears throat> to, to what God's doing here. So, but it says this, it says we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit as promised by Jesus Christ to all believers and is received subsequent to salvation. Believers are entitled to and should expect and earnestly seek the promise. Evidence of the baptism of, according to Scripture is uncompromising love for others. It is boldness to witness the testimony of Jesus Christ and an earnest desire for Christian service as well as speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Amen. And so I want to break this down for you. I just want to look at this. And so again, we're not going to be able to do all this in this message. So I just, I've already just said that and just settled it that we're going to 
revisit this again in this series. We're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit, break down gifts and stuff like that. But for today, this is what I want to zero in on the best that I can in the time that I've been given is what we believe as a church. So first of all, number one is simply, again, all of these pulled from our statement of faith. Number one is, is we believe in this. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit as promised by Jesus Christ to all believers and has received substitute to, to salvation. Now, uh, I, I want you to know, when we use this word, when we say what we say about it, we're, we're using it the way the Bible uses it. All right, that's important. Because some would say, well, it doesn't mean that, or that's not for real, that's not true. So literally, the word in the Greek, when we use this, this is what this word means. And so again, it has to mean, again, what we believe as a church because of what the word means itself. I taught this on why baptism. And so this is what happened on baptism. On baptism, we pulled the baptistry out. We had people that walked up, shared, testified that, man, they are believers in Christ. They have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. They've put their faith and hope in the gospel message that Jesus came from heaven to earth, got on the cross for their sins, died in their place, and accepted the grace that God has given them. And then they did this. They got up, stepped into the water, and we baptized them in water. Now, this is what we know according to the Bible. When Jesus says that, when we see what John Baptist said about Jesus, this this Jesus was going to come and he was going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit and fire. So this is the word. I just, again, drew this straight from the definition from the concordance that you can pull yourself. Look this up. Baptizo in the Greek, to dip repeatedly, to immerse, to submerge, To cleanse by dipping or submerging, to wash, make clean. And I love this one, to overwhelm. You ever been overwhelmed by the Spirit of God? Amen. If you have not, you don't know what you're missing. Amen. And I love this. That word baptism is is prominent, and we see this. It was used greatly in Scripture amongst the definition of describing what would happen during the diatrate of cloth. Because this is what they would take a cloth that may be white in color or natural, just a, a regular color. But when they would take that cloth and they would put it down into the purple dye, and then they would raise it up again and then it would go back into the dye yet again and it would be brought up and brought back down. It would be submerged and immersed into the dye so when it came up, it no longer looked like it looked when it went in. Amen. It came up looking like the dye. Amen. And so that's what happens in our life. We start looking like him instead of looking like we look. Amen. And so if you're looking in the mirror and you don't like what you see, get into the baptism of the Holy Spirit and start letting him kind of just kind of help look and, and set your image in order. I, I love this. It's a beautiful picture. And so when the cloth was removed, it, it, it identified in a new way. I mean, it identified in a new way. And, and, and it's amazing. We're in a time where people are struggling with identification. Man, listen, we can know and we can identify correctly. And it's by who God made us. And he shows that and he reveals that as we go down into the waters of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, I, I love this because we learned last time in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, that this is something that's for all of us. Oh, man, so that means this for you right now. You're sitting here and you're thinking, man, well, I'm not a, I'm not a pastor or I don't, I don't sing. I don't, I don't play or I haven't even signed up yet. I ain't been to Faith Track yet, man. I, you know, 
I, I, don't, I don't go to a faith group. You should do all those things. They're awesome. I promise you. You won't regret it. But I haven't done any of those things. So I, I, it's not for me. Listen, this is for all of us because this is what we saw happen when we saw again Holy Spirit show up in the room on the day of Pentecost. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, verse four, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now listen, I, I love this because this is for everybody. Now again, we'll see there are gifts of the Holy Spirit that he gives as he wills and he gives as he sees fit as the need arises and we let him do that. But we do this. We get into the waters of baptism when it comes to the Holy Spirit and we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is for all. There were literally, there were 120 different little tongues of fire that came down. I don't know who was up in heaven dividing that up, all right? How many's in the room? 120, 120 of them. Everybody got a Holy Ghost. All of them, the tongues set upon everybody in the room. Now, this is what happens. When we get saved, we believe this, that the Holy Spirit, again, we're not saved apart from him. Romans 8, 9, I love it. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he's not his. So we, we believe this. We have the spirit of Christ in us when we get saved. 1 Corinthians three sixteen says it this way. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Now, he dwells in you. He comes into your life. Spirit of God dwells in you. I love it, man. It's, it's wild. You, you'll quit putting stuff in that temple when you realize who's in there. Amen? I mean, it's just, it's amazing. You'll, you'll quit doing Some people are struggling with things, have areas where they're messing up, and, and, and like, man, why am I doing this? Listen, just if it's like, if you was in church and wouldn't do it. Oh, y'all quiet this one. It's quiet. It's all right. It's all right. So that means I know I'm hitting it. I'm zitting, hitting the spot. I know when I know. Amen. And it's just like, if you weren't doing it here, like, listen, the Spirit of God's in you. So just take prayer. Amen. Take, take, man, let, just let that let it settle in your heart. That, man, he's in there. But this is what we know. We believe this Holy Spirit has come and it's for all of us. It's for all believers. And so, again, today, if you've said yes to Jesus, if you're a Christian, if you have not said yes to Jesus, today's the day to say yes to Jesus, be a Christian, amen, and then get filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what, again, I've just I read you the Bible. And it's what we believe. So our belief system is based off what the Word says. And so that's where we, grow, we gather it from. So it's what he's told us. We also believe this. Our second thing is that we believe is that believers are entitled to and should expect and earnestly seek the promise. Now, this is, I, I love this because, man, I, I want you to understand when we say this, we're not like setting you on a course to where you're seeking the Holy Spirit once you get saved for the rest of your life. I mean, because listen, if, if you believe that's how it works, I man, it'll, it'll, it'll mess you up. It'll get in your head. It'll get in your mind. The enemy will use it. He'll get into your thought life and, man, make you feel that you aren't worthy of those things and you, and you shouldn't have it. Listen, but we believe this. It's an entitlement. We're talking about entitlement mindsets today. You know, we should have an entitlement mindset. Man, the Holy Spirit is for me. This is what God wants to give to me. He wants to pour this in my life. He wants to baptize me in this thing because he knows. I can't do this by myself. He knows this about us. And so this is what we say. When we say seek, and when we're talking about asking, we're not talking about, man, you trying to work your way to the place to where you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
is not a gift if you work your way to it. All right? You didn't get saved that way, and you're not going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit that way. And, and I know, I mean, the enemy loves to work in this stuff, man. He loves, man, you're not good enough. You ain't done enough. Thing. No, you have not. All right, you haven't. I haven't either. Like, man, you've been, Pastor, you've been preaching over 20 years. You've been, I ain't done enough. Can't do enough. If I every day got up and went Facebook Live and preached, I mean, everything I had within me is still not enough. I mean, listen, but this is what happens. The gift of the Holy Spirit comes on those who do this, who ask. This is what he says, who seek. And we're talking about, see, we're not talking about, man, the rest of your life trying to, like, where is he? We're not talking about that. We're talking about what the Bible says. Again, this is where we draw this from. Luke 11, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 13. For everyone who asks receives. Some people are like, man, you weren't taught. That's how you receive the Holy Spirit. That's what he said. All right. And so that's where we draw this from. So for everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, you find. And to him it knocks, it will be open. Now listen to this. He puts it in perspective for us. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Now listen, again, in comparison to him, we are. Again, we're not, we're not good enough. We can't do enough good things for him. It's just not possible. But he says this, in comparison, if, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give because, again, this is the answer to what he gives in verse 10. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who not, everyone. Verse 12 again. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Man, so this is what we believe. We ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit fire. We ask for him to do this in our life. We ask, again, him to come in at salvation. We ask, again, and accept that gift. We ask for these things. I love this. I was blessed to be able to know a lady. She was 78 years old. And I love this. And a precious woman of God. She was a part of our church when we were student pastors. And and uh, and we and at the church, we used to have a home group. We would meet, study scripture. And man, it was, it was wild. I love this precious lady, 78 years of age. And as we sat in our home one night, and as we talked, and as we studied the scripture, and as we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, she just began to weep. She began to tell us her story. And her story, man, was a story of, of being beat down by a religious system that told her she did not qualify to be filled with the Holy Spirit because of past decisions that had been made in her life. And as I sat there and as you heard her story, man, I believe probably most of us are probably weeping with her. And, and, and as we begin to hear this, I opened up the Bible and we read Luke 11 to her. And we showed her, again, what the Bible says about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was incredible. I'm telling you, it was amazing. We just sat there, and at 78 years of age, we, 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 this woman knew Jesus. As a matter of fact, at 78 years of age, she had recommitted her heart to the Lord. She surrendered everything to Christ. She was baptized in water at 78 years of age. Amen. It was incredible. So you never, listen, you're never too old, never too young to say yes to Jesus. And so, again, she has said yes to Jesus, baptized in water, sitting in our home. We opened up the Bible. 
and showed her what the scripture said. First of all, I encouraged her, let her know, man, it's something called grace that covers every sin when we put it underneath the blood of Jesus. Amen. And I love this. And she said, yes, I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, it was amazing. For, for us, we sat there, and I'm a Bible guy. Now, listen, I'm just as much as I can, I try to stick with this word. So according to what he said, everyone who asked. So we did this. Actually, Pastor Harry was in the room with us, if you know Pastor Harry, in my living room. Man, that's always fun. Amen. And so we were sitting there, and we prayed with her, read the scripture to her. She asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when we got through praying, we looked at her, and I said, man, what do you think? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? She said, I don't know. I don't guess so. And in the most loving way I could, I said, do you not believe the Bible? I said, what does he say? She said, it just built faith. Again, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. And she just, the faith began to rise up in her heart. She said, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, come on, amen. And we just celebrated with her, had a good time, ate donuts. And it was just fun, had a good time. And she went home. My phone rang at 1030 that night. And on the other end of the line at 10, 1030 at night, at 78 years of age, this precious woman of God, she said, Pastor, I've been praying in tongues. I've been praying in the Holy Spirit. The presence of God has been so strong in my life. Why? Because his word is true. And this is for all believers. This is for everyone who opens their heart up. I, I don't care what religion has told you. Listen, I want to know what he said. This is what he's told us today. Amen. And thirdly, this is what we know. There's evidence from this. There's there's evidence. There's evidence. All right. So again, I grew up where there was an evidence one. All right. And I believe in that evidence. And we'll talk about it in a second. But listen, there are evidence of the Holy Spirit and being baptized that. And it's according to scripture. And so I want to break this down for just a minute. What we believe those, the evidences of being filled with the Spirit of God are. Firstly, it's this. It is an uncompromising love for others. All right? It is an uncompromising love that we have for others. In, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, we see this. Now, again, this is prior. The prior verses was talking about the results of walking in the flesh and being in the flesh. But now as you get into Galatians 5, 22, you start seeing what is the fruit of the Spirit in our life. Now, again, this is the Holy Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So this is what we know. This is what comes first. That for us, we believe this, that love is a fruit of the Spirit of God in our life. And it's only produced when you're connected to the root. Amen. And so this is what we see. And we believe this. We believe, again, the Spirit of God produces something in our hearts. It's called love for others. And what has unfortunately happened in a lot of places, there are people, man, who teach and speak on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And love is nowhere to be found. Amen. And, and, this, and this is what can happen. This is what takes place. We know there's power that comes in when the Holy Spirit shows up. We know when he comes on the room, this is what takes place. But what I saw happen, and a lot of times this takes place, people are satisfied being temporarily and occasionally connected to the power source of the Holy Spirit instead of permanently setting and residing and soaking in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So for us, 
us, man, we believe in the power, but we want the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our life. And when you get the presence of God, you get the power of God. You get the fruit of the Spirit. You get all of these things operating in your life. And so I love this. So I don't want to occasionally, I don't want to slide up in here on Sunday, plug into the power source, give me some Holy Ghost for about an hour and a half, go home, unplug, and be disconnected. I want to step into the source of all of those things. I want to be baptized on Monday. I want to soak in it on Tuesday. I want to be immersed in it on Wednesday, every day of my life. And listen, if you're looking at your life and saying, man, I just don't love people. You need to get to the altar again. You need to tap into the fire of the Holy Spirit again. Because if the Holy Spirit is in your life, you can't help but love others. I don't, I don't believe it's possible. I don't think you can do it without him. And so we know this to be true. Listen, this is what he said. 1 Corinthians 13. Man, a lot of great teachers in this, in this book. He says this, though I, verse 1, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels... Listen, this is, this is talking about tongues. This is about speaking in tongues. And so again, this is what this is referring to. But have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Listen, all we're doing is making noise in here. If we're not loving others, when we walk out the door. But I believe this. I'm telling with every fiber of my being. But man, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and you're immersed in him, and when the presence of God just comes over you, you can't help. The ones you don't want to love, you love them anyway. The ones you don't want to care for, that you don't want to do anything for, it will do something in your heart. And this is what I love, man. This is what we know. The love of God today and what love even looks like is being twisted in our world. It's being messed up. It's being so distorted, man. And, and it's crazy. We're living in a time where, where this world is saying, if you love me, you will accept and celebrate everything that I'm doing. Listen, that is not love. That is not love. Listen, God loves everybody, and we should too. But the Holy Spirit never approves or celebrates the sin in our life. It convicts us of that sin. And so the same time, in the same way, as we love others, we speak truth into their life. We love them, and we do those things because we love them. But this is what happens. If you are not loving others right now, because the Bible says it. Because he's made this clear. If you're not loving others, you're not, you're not in the Holy Spirit. I, I just, because if you can find something in Scripture that would say, say, Pastor, I don't know if you're right. I'd love to sit down with you. All right? But listen, if, if the Holy Spirit's in your life, you're baptized in the presence of the Spirit of God. He's just like, man, the Holy Spirit will be like, no, nah, dog. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. I tell this to couples all the time and I'm doing counseling with them, man. Most important thing in your life as a married couple is knowing Jesus. Amen. And, 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 and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life. When you go to treat them a certain way, like, no, you don't treat her that way. That's my bride. That's my daughter. You don't, no, you don't speak that way to my son. That's, my, that's one of my kids. Listen, the Holy Spirit will draw you back. He will pull you and set you on a course. And so I love this. This is how we know it. Are we loving others? We're loving. I mean, I've been in some places, man, in some incredible, powerful moments and walk out the door and, man, and sit with some of those same people. And this ain't me judging. This is me just telling my story. But be in places, man, where love was nowhere to be found. It did not make sense to me. It did not make sense to me. It still does not. But, but I believe this, man, according to Scripture, the first thing, and it's why we put it first in our statement, before the tongues, 
Because, man, this is what the fruit of the Spirit of God will do in our life. When we're soaking in His presence, you'll love others. Amen. And that's what we're called to do. Secondly, we know this. It's a bold witness of the testimony of Jesus Christ. This is what happens. He said it this way, Acts 1-8, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me. That's what he's saying, that the moment, man, the Spirit of God comes into your life, it changes you. And some of you are like, I mean, this is what I love about this. This is not, listen, your character or your makeup or your personality. Listen, study this out. The parasy of the Spirit of God, the presence of God being at work in your life, it's not a human quality. Not a human quality. It's so good because this is what we know. Man, when the Holy Spirit of God, presence of God comes in our life, look at it. Go back and read later John 18. Look at where Peter denies Jesus. Man, and I mean, he is wild. Denies him three times. Standing by a fire. A young lady sitting there is like, man, aren't you with him? Aren't you one of the ones that denies him, cusses, lies, said he doesn't know him? You find him a few days later. Man, the presence of God comes down from heaven. And man, the Spirit of God God baptizes him with fire and with presence of God like never before. This same guy gets up, begins to preach the gospel, begins to tell others about this Jesus. Thousands come to know Jesus because the Spirit of God, not because Peter was a bad man, no, because he was baptized with spirit and with fire. And I love this, man, and we're doing this. A lot of people want to kind of just get caught up and settle up next to the fire. Come on, listen, I've seen it, man. I've been in this thing a long time. They want to settle up and warm up next to it instead of saying, man, God, pour that fire into my life. Burn out everything that needs to be burned up. Take care of everything that needs to leave. And so we see this, man. That presence comes down. And listen, those same guys that were underneath, man, hiding behind the doors, hiding when Jesus was crucified, Said this, man, you take my life if you have to. I will, I, I, I will be, I would nail to a cross, stone me, do whatever you need to do because the Spirit of God will come into your life and make you a bold witness for Him. It, it'll change everything. Listen, it's not a character makeup. This is, again, this is what the presence of God will do. And I love it. Thirdly, we see this. We see it, is, it produces in us an earnest desire for Christian service. It produces in us an earnest desire for Christian service. I think what's happened a lot of times in the Spirit-filled churches, we've treated the Holy Spirit like a gas shortage, like we just saw happen. And I've seen it, man. You see people, man, getting in there, filling up their cars, having milk jugs, man, filling up orange juice bottles, man, filling up everything the way they get with gas, everything that they could get. Foolishness in my, if you ask me. But it was, but it happened. And so, man, we see them in there filling up everything that they can and hoarding it and holding on to it and trying to keep every bit of it for themselves. That is not how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit will produce in us a desire to serve him and to serve others. And man, this is not an occasional sliding by, swinging by the pump, getting filled up. Listen, no, no, this is us going in and man, using what God has given us. And so I believe this, I don't don't believe you'll be able to sit back in this church and do nothing. Because listen, the Holy Spirit is going to be so strong in this place. The presence of God is going to be so real. It's going to drive you to a place where, man, you begin to use the gifts that God's given you. You begin to serve him. You begin to serve others because it is what the Holy Spirit will do in our, our life. Man, it's what they did in the Bible. It's what we do today. Love it. Finally, we see this. This is an evidence of being filled with the Spirit. It is speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. 
Now listen, I, this, is, this is just because this is the Bible. It's what we're going to all the time. I keep saying it because, listen, I don't want you to say we made it up. Listen, we so need this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into it further next time, and we're going to be able to go a little bit deeper, so you, you can't miss that. But I, I want to read a few things. 1 Corinthians 14, as the worship team comes, verses 2 through 5, it says this. It says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. All right? Now, again, we're not talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to those to be used in a public worship center. We're talking about, again, this is what's used right now that is given to someone as a prayer language. And we'll, we'll dig into that more because you've got to understand this, how important this is. And the Bible says so much about it. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Now listen, you got to understand this word edify means to build up or to strengthen. This is not to like, man, make you look good or like, I'm going to build myself up. I'm, I'm awesome. Glory to God, I'm the man. No, listen, this is, this is again, the, it is strengthens us. But he's talking about in a public setting how this thing works. Why again, just speaking in a tongue or praying in a tongue, worshiping in a tongue. Why again, why it's not helping the whole church, but it's helping you. It's helping you. We'll talk about private and public next time. All right. But he who prophesies edifies the church. And then he says this. And some people are like, see there? I've actually had people say, see there? I'm like, what? See there, man? That speaking of tongues, it doesn't do anything for the church. We should, it's not something we should be seeking after. something we should be doing. I'm like, did, did you read the rest of it, bro? Why did you stop there, man? Why did you stop? Because the next thing he says, but he who speaks the tongue edifies themselves. Verse 4, but he prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues. What? But even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Again, not a greater gift, not a greater person. It's greater in value, adding to the public worship setting that's taking place in that moment. Again, that's so important. We understand that. We've elevated things that shouldn't be elevated. Brought things down that shouldn't, shouldn't be brought down. But listen, but he speaks with tongues unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. This is so good. And then he goes on. So what he's saying is this. I, I, we should do both when it comes to us and our prayer life. Man, when it just the Holy Spirit should teach us, and I will talk more about it, but I want to jump down. Keep going, verses 14 through 18. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I'll pray with the Spirit. Anytime you see that, it's tongues, pray in the Spirit. Unless you can show me something else. And I will also pray with the understanding, your tongue, your native tongue, how you speak, your language. And I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. Teaching, man, some stuff here. It's just showing us. The Greek actually means more than all of you put together. That's wild, dude. So he's like, like not saying don't do it. He's like, man, I do it, bro. I do it more than all y'all. I mean, like he would win the gold medal, you know. I mean, he was, but he said, but yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. So that means I'm not doing you any good if I'm up here just, just flowing in the gift of tongues. So, 
I'm going to be leave fired up, bro. I'm going to be leave jacked up. But listen, he wants us to teach. He wants us to get this. And then he says this in verse 39. We'll drop down. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all these things be done decently and in order. Now, this is so good. Holy Spirit's a God of order and he's good. And man, if some of the disorder things that have happened has pushed so many away. But listen, he's God and he's good and he's a gift to us today. I, I want you to stand if you would, please. And I just, man, I just, I, we're going to go deeper. We're going to learn some more. Man, I can't wait. And I believe it's going to help all of us. It's going to be an encouragement to those who already know it and those who've never heard his teachings. I'm like, man, you're like, whoa, whoa. Listen, but this is what's on my heart today. My heart has been this. I, and it's just the heart of the, I, what I believe is the heart of the Father today. Is, is this, is that for all of his children to receive this gift. All of, he said all. Every time, you can't, you just see it. Every time, man, this is how it works. He shows up for all. I mean, it's my, it's just my heart today is that, man, every one of us walk out with a flame of fire in our head, man, burning for him and burning with the presence of God. Now, listen, th this is how I just want to close this out today. First of all, if you don't know Jesus, man, today we want to introduce you to Christ. Don't leave. Say yes to Jesus. Let your life be radically changed, man. Let your life be radically forever changed. Please find myself, find one of our leadership team. Listen, we want to introduce you to Jesus. But if you are a Christian today, this is what I believe the, the Holy Spirit wants to do. I believe he wants to baptize you new and fresh. This is not a one-time thing, one and done. This is us continually getting in the waters. This is continually getting immersed, and submerged, stepping in. So I, I want to release our, our, our prayer team today to do something a little bit different. I want you to be a part of this altar call. I just what's been on my heart. So I just got to do what I feel like he's saying right now. I, I want to release our, our prayer team to be a part of this altar call. I, I want to release our leadership to be a part of this altar call. Every member, first time, I, I just want you to be a part of this altar call right now. But if you'll say that if this is according again, what's in your heart today, that you say, man, I want more of the Holy Spirit operating in me. I want to love others more. I want to be a better witness for him. I want to walk out and serve and flow in the gifts that God's given me. I want that for God. Before they sing, before we do anything, I'm not asking to close eyes, bow heads today. If you want more of the Holy Spirit operating in your life, just step out right now. Just step out and come. Just step out and come and you just say, man, I want more of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want him more. I need him now more than ever before. Man, I'm realizing more and more how much I need him. I'm realizing more and more. The older I'm getting, the more I need him. Not the less. Not, not like, oh, I don't need him as much now. No, I need him more today than I did when I was 12 years of age. Man, as I was a little boy, I need him just as much now. Listen, right now, I want you to do this. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, right now, I just want you to lift up your hands to the Father. And I just want you to just ask right now. Just say, God, fill me. I ask and receive right now, Lord. I ask and receive right now, Lord. Yeah, I ask and receive right now. Yeah, just baptize me. Fill me. Burn in me right now, God. Yeah, just burn in me right now, God. Yeah, it's burning me right now. Listen, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, man, just right now, lift up our hands to the Father. Say, God, do it again. I want more today, though. I want more today. I want you more now than I ever have before, God. Lord, set a flame on my head, God, again. Burn in my heart again. Let me love again like I did once before, God. Let me witness again, God, like I did once before, God. Let me share, God. Let me serve, God, like I, like I did once before. Come on, listen, let him begin to stir up the gifts in you right now. Yeah, just begin to release right now the Spirit of God in this room. 
and you're okay to do this in a public setting. You're okay to pray in the Spirit. It's okay to pray in the the Spirit in a public setting. He says to do it. Pray and sing spiritual hymns and to do it this way to the Lord. So right now, just begin to let the Holy Spirit flow in your life. Worship team, just begin to move right now as the Holy Spirit leads you. As the Holy Spirit leads you, just just let Him flow over you right now. Thank you, God, for what you're doing, Jesus. Yeah, thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. Yeah, thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.